Rabbi Isai, a good morning, a guten Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Acharemais, Kedoshim, Tovshin, Pegimel. Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, we're holding already in the third week of the Sphira Saimer, where the Midah is the Midah of Teferes. And um, there's so much that happened during the course of this week, the beginning of the Zman, or Hashem, where the Talmudim. And our yeshiva and all the yeshivas returned back to um, the base medrash, and um, it also was the week of uh, the celebration in Israel of Yom Atzmaut, Independence Day. We'll discuss that in a moment as well. And um, the day beforehand was the Yom Hazikaron, and then the day afterwards was a very big havgana a big demonstration pro the government. So a lot of things that happened during the course of this week. And uh, last night, we were in our daf to finish the, uh, to make a siyam on the Sechta Nazir, which we pushed off for 30 days. We already been learning Saita in the daf for 30 days. So we want to speak about that as well. And um, I was just thinking that you know, the parsha of Achreim is Kedoshim is a double parsha, and it speaks about the Misa of B'nai Aaron and um, the Karbanas that were brought in the base of Mignosh and the Sorel Azazel and the Sorel Hashem. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that we can we can start off, but I really feel that maybe we'll start off with this that the Midah of Teferis, we'll start off with the Midah of Teferis. So we know that there's different Midahs, the Sheva Midahs, Atachtainias, which are from the Spheres. And again, I'm not a big Baki in them, but a little bit that we'll just explain. So the first one was the first week was the Midah of Chesed. The second week has been the Midah of Gevura. And now we're holding in the Midah of Teferis. And the simple pshat is that Chesed is like Avram Avinu was the Midah of Chesed. Yitzchak was the Vino of Gevura. Gevura is, while Chesed is giving, Gevura is really holding back, is having Gevura. Eze Gibor, HaKoyvesh is Yitzray. Something that's Koyvesh. And it's really like the Midah of Ava, on one hand is the Midah Chesed, and then there's the Midah of Yira, which is recognizing that we can't do everything. We just allow ourselves to not have any boundaries, then we're over on the Averis, over on the sins. But the Midah Teferis is really the Mizug, is the um, the culmination of both the Midah of Ches and the Midah of Gvura, and that usually is described as the Midah of Yaakov Avinu. He was the, mid, the Mizug of Chesed and Gvura, which turns into Teferis. So this week, we should be all thinking about how we could be somehow elevate ourselves with the meat of Teferis. Teferis is the beauty of the chesed and the guru, recognizing that I need both meters. It's not just one or the other. It's having both. There are times when I'm supposed to have complete, complete giving, and sometimes when I have to have gavura, and a person has to control himself. Like we know there's a big policy today that parents in education, I say a policy, there's like a, a concept that, you know, there's like... Um, you know, when you have a child, you just have to give uncontrolled love, love without any ends. And we know when a person just 
gives and gives and gives, and there are no rules and regulations, and there are no concepts of saying, oh, yeah, you know, the buck stops here to a certain extent, then the child does not learn that there are boundaries, and that could cause a lot of problems later on in life. So a person has to know, Teferis is recognizing, when do I use the meat of Chesed? When do I use the meat of Gevura? And I think that that element, I wanted to use that as a, as a focal point to try to understand a little bit about uh, the episodes that took place, or say the episodes, the events which took place this week. It's already the 75th year of the founding of Medina Yisrael, and uh, now we're holding at a, st- at a time period where there's a lot of friction between the different parts of the society, pro the government, pro uh, judicial review, anti the government, anti judicial review, calling it a dictatorship. I discussed these issues a little bit in a podcast, but uh, now we're just going to use it as really to understand that it's like, you know, everyone is saying the way they feel it's the way it should be. And uh, the uh, group that went out this week, <clears throat> there were over, there were hundreds of thousands of people last yesterday and last night in Yerushalayim basically from the right-wing parties and from the religious right-wing parties. Some people say there were 200,000. Some people say there were over half a million, maybe 600,000. And everyone was, and both sides are waving the flags. You know, the sides that are pro and the sides that are anti, everyone's waving the flag. And in the yeshiva this week, I had a discussion with some of the Talmudim, just a little bit about the history of the state of Israel. And I find that many, many young people don't understand, don't even know anything about the history of the foundation of the state of Israel, the history of what's called secular Zionism, the history of what's called religious Zionism, the history of what took place at the at the at the declaration of independence of the state of Israel. What's the whole celebration? What is the celebration about? And I don't want to go into the whole history class which I gave this week. Just want to mention one thing is that. This is where you have to have what's called the direction of the Gedolim. And I remember, and I asked Rav Shach, Zechot Tzadik Levracha, about Ner Yaakov, what should be the policy as far as Yom Atzma'ut and the flags, and Rav Shach said, we should put up a flag. He says, just like we do in Panovich. Till today, Rav I said, there was a flag that was put up, which was started by the Panovich Rav, and the concept is the flag represented that the Panovich Rav felt that we have to express our hakar satov to the fact that we have a country, a Jewish country, which allows Jews to live as free people. And if you recognize what happened during the World War II and what happened during the Holocaust, when the Jews were decimated and cremated, and there was no place that was willing to take in Jews. And now after the Holocaust, there was a place that Yidin could go to and live as free people. So that in itself is a reason to have Akar Satov. And my Rebbe, Reb Chaim Shulevitz, used to speak about the Akar Satov we have to have to the Chayalim. So Rav Shach, and we have to recognize what the Chayalim are doing, how they save us, and they watch over us. We, we have to pray for them, we have to daven for them. Without Akar Satov, Reb Chaim said, a mensch is garnished. The Gantz mensch is the Indian of Akar Satov. So this is what we have to know. You know, the truth is this parasha of what's called Medina Yisrael is a very, very 
interesting and deep and very powerful part of uh, of our lives. And we have to know one thing as B'nai Torah, that the, um, the fact that we have a place to live is something that we have to express our thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we have to express our thanks to the Medina itself, that we have a place for us to live. And I said over there, I saw this story, everyone's just saying over the story from Ibsalam Zalman, different Nishchoes, but Ibsalam Zalman basically said that if a person wants to go to Davin by the places of Kedoshim, you don't have to go out of Yerushalayim. You just go to Har Herzl, where there are thousands and thousands, unfortunately, of young people who gave their lives defending Jewish people here in the state of Israel. And Shlomo Zalman said every single one of them, they died al Pekidah Hashem. And a person that goes to Davin at their graves, that is what the Gemara tells us, Haruge Lud Ein Echod Yochel Lamud B'Mechitzasam. The Aruge Lud, the people that they fought for Lud, and Rashi says, even though they weren't from, but they decided to give their lives up for other Jews, they themselves are considered at the highest level. For every single Yid it has to have a Karasatov to another Yid and Yidin that saved them. <clears throat> and I think this is the bottom line. We want to know this is what's called Tiferis. Tiferis is understanding that sometimes there's Chesed, sometimes there's Gevura. But how do we look at things? That we have to have the look of the Gedolim and the look of the Torah about what is considered the proper Hashkafa. And here I just want to bring out this point, that the Hashkafa that I received from my Rebbeim and I saw from the other Gedolim that I have Bezoichot to learn by, that um, one has to have a Karasatov. There's a little clip that's going around that just this week they had the Tekes of the graduation and one of the Chayalim that was given a prize an award is a great-grandson of Reb Chaim Kanievsky, And he grew up in Bnei Brak, he grew up in a, in a very from home, many, many children, and he himself found that for him it was difficult, <coughs> the from Haredi life, and he went to the army and now he graduated. And there's a fantastic clip of the granddaughter of Reb Chaim, who's Rebetzin Kolodevsky's daughter, and they made a videotape here on, for the army, made a videotape of her congratulating her son and saying how happy they are. And she showed what great simcha she had that her son is doing something constructive and doing something that he's involved in helping to be a soldier in the army of the nation of the state of Israel. And then as a surprise, that after the video was finished, the lights went on, all of a sudden, the mother and the sisters, other members of the family came down and they hugged each other and they took pictures and he's received his graduation. Rabbi Isai, this is an union of Tiferes. This is an union of understanding how we have the mizug between the, the um, chesed and the gvura. And this is the Tiferes that we're looking for. The Tiferes for sure, it only comes when a person has Torah and a person has Torah sashkafas. But hopefully, we're able to see in the Torah these particular themes. I said that last night we finished in Ardafayami. We made a seum which we held off for 30 days because many, many people were away for Pesach. And they pushed it off and they ended up pushing it off. And last night was 30 days since we started Mesech Tosaita. And it happened to be that it 
culminated in the shloshim of a member of, of the father of a member of, of our Dafayomi, Rabbi Yossi Haberfeld Shlita, who's a bala, wonderful balabas. Ah, all balabatim should be like him. And his father was a Holocaust survivor, survived Auschwitz, passed away literally of Pesach. And they made a siyum in conjunction with the um, with the uh, shloshim. And this mishpacha, this person, Rabbi Yaakov Haberfeld, was a person that kept Yiddishkeit in the concentration camps and after the concentration camps. And I was thinking that, you know, sometimes they say the word, this week's parish is, Acharei you know, after a person dies, all of a sudden he becomes a Kaddish. You know, and we start saying, Acharei Emar. The next parish is parish is Emar. Oh, we say over all the great attributes. After a person dies, we finally see how great he was. But I was thinking that it could be over here. It's Kedoshim Acharemus. Sometimes you have the Kedoshim comes before the Acharemus. A person that was a Kaddish in the Holocaust, as we said before, just like the Shlomo Zalman said, the Yidin that were in the uh, that we gave the lives up for the for the for the culmination of the state of Israel are considered Kedoshim. How about those people that died in the Holocaust and those people that lived through the Holocaust and they still remain steadfast? They were Kedoshim even before the Acharemus. So therefore, their Acharemus, Kedoshim Emor, is even on a higher level. And this is a, a Indian that we have to recognize when we see such Yidin that they mamish from Moshe Nefesh, and I see their families, Rabbi Yossi's mamish a Yid that finishes Shas, and he has a Shas, a Balabas that Shas, and he got that from his father, because his father was Makbid on Liman Atayra. We see it in this week's parsha that there's an Indian of Kedoshim to you. The second half of the parsha is the Indian of Kedoshim to you. And the famous Rashi, that Rashi says, Kedoshim to you, Ki Kedosh Ani. Right? Kedoshim to you, Ki Kedosh Ani Hashem Lekeichem. And Rashi says that the Indian is being Parish Marias. The Ramban says it means being perished from general Tivus. That's what the Ramban says. Um, the Chazal tell us that you Kedoshim to Yochel Kamani. I might have thought that you should be just like Hakadosh Baruch Oh, we should be so holy. We should be just like Hakadosh Baruch because it says Kedoshim to No, it says Kikadosh Ani. Kedushasi Gedayla Mikedush Ashem. Rabbanisham says, no, you don't have to be like me. My Kedusha is even higher. So I saw that Rav Sternbach Shlita says, what's the Havamina that a person should be so holy that uh, he should be like a Kaddish Baruch Hu. How can he be holy like a Kaddish Baruch Hu? And a Kaddish Baruch has to say, you're not going to be like me. The answer is, you might have, a person might have thought that just like the Rabbanisham, he doesn't have any physical pleasures. Right? And um, not only is he not uh, even in the get of, of, of even getting close to be a novel, the Rabbanisham is completely, completely free from any sort of physical pleasures. So I might have thought that a person should emulate the Rabbanisham in such a fashion. What should he do? He would, should uh, not eat and drink at all, only eat a, just a little bit, just to stay alive. And he shouldn't be Isaac in Yanei Olam Hazeh. On this, the Rabbanu says, "No, Kikadosh Ani." 
<coughs> Only the Rabbanisham is able to have this element of complete, complete Kedusha. But a Yid has to know that we have to live in this world. And yes, we have to have what's called the Midah Teferis, to know when and what we're allowed to do those things. But Yiddishkeit is not like Christianity, Chas uh, In Christianity, who are considered the holy ones, who are considered the special ones, were completely aesthetics. <coughs> they didn't get married. They ended up being what's called priests, without getting into the, the phobias of priests, of priests. But they didn't, uh, they didn't, they didn't uh, like almost as if they're not involved with the physical world. By us, it's not like that. We're, we're involved in the physical world. We eat, we drink, we, we, we have a marital relations, we procreate, we're part of society. And over here, the term is telling us, even in such a fashion, though, we can be holy, and we have to be holy. And what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us is to emulate the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is to be giving, giving people, people that care about society, and this is a great, great lesson. That's what the Rambam says in the end of Hilchah Yoivo, that not only Shevet Levi Bovad were people that were considered holy, but every single person in the world that's not Varuchai, to be Mesharis and to be Oivet HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and goes in the ways of Hashem and removes himself he becomes a holy, holy person. And I think this is important that we recognize that all of the Gedolim, they were people that uh, they had families and they were not aesthetics. And if you see people that are acting in a way which is um, which is not like this, that's not the way of the Torah. The way of the Torah is for people to be fully involved with the world. The Chafetz Chaim was a Yid that was Shomer Pivel but you know what? He was a big schmoozer. He would schmooze and he could talk because he knew what the halachas were. And, and, and when a person knows the Torah, a person knows, oh, this is a time when I'm supposed to be partaking and this is a time I'm not supposed to be partaking. And I saw the Gavart, a little, <coughs> a little vitz, so to speak, on a Pusik, where the Pusik says later on in Perak Yutes, Pusik of Ches, it says, one of the Averis which it mentions is that when a person loses a loved one, we're not the Derech Avdam Arayim, where we start beating ourselves and we start blood, what's called bloodletting on the body. Because that's not the way of, the, of Yidin. We don't make what's called tattoos without getting into that whole parsha. But I saw Gavaldi Gavart that there was, a, there was a Yeshiva Bacher in the 1800s. And he... Um, like you know, like most of you know, boys, you know, you you do you see what other people are doing and you follow it. You know, you're like a monkey. So a lot of kids start smoking in those days. They didn't recognize the dangers of smoking, <coughs> so he started picking up cigarettes, and he started smoking cigarettes. And he said that one day, all of a sudden, someone gave him a, like a big fat cigar, very very heavy, and it literally like it like it, it knocked him out, like a, almost for a day and a half, like he couldn't he slept. And when he woke up, his head was all dizzy. And all of a sudden, he started analyzing himself. He said to himself, what am I doing? You know, I'm, I'm becoming addicted to this particular addiction of smoking. 
He says, I already have other addictions. They're natural addictions, which man was given. <clears throat> For instance, man has to sleep. So that's something that's like a rope that's tying me down sleeping. And a person has to eat. I can't live without eating and sleeping. And now I'm going to add on a third type of, of, of rope that's going to tie me down that I can't live without smoking. I know there's some people that literally they spend, the Chafetz Chaim writes, but this is the reason why a person should stop smoking. How much money a person wastes on smoking. Now, but not without getting into the dangers, we, we should get into it. We have to realize it's dangerous to smoke. <clears throat> but um, this Yid, he said to himself, wow, listen to this. If I'm taking something which really, and when you first taste a cigarette or you first taste a cigar, you know that it really ta- has a bitter, bitter nicotine taste to it. And if you really get into it, you know what it does to a person's insides, to his lungs, chas shalom. So something that is bitter, but after a person gets used to it, it becomes sweet and a person can't control himself because he's become addicted to the nicotine and for the effect of nicotine. So a person if really would analyze and say, look at the Torah. The Torah is what's called Mesukim Midvash, the knife at It's the sweetest thing in the world. If I will become so-called addicted, I will become uh, transfixed by Torah, which is really, truly sweet, then I'll truly have something which is everlasting and something which is worthwhile. So from this lesson of the bitterness of the cigarettes, he learned how sweet the Torah is. Now, in those days, they didn't only just uh, smoke cigarettes. They used to have what's called shmek tabak. They used to smell the tobacco, right? And also, there were people that would drink whiskey and wine. So this, you'd said, no. The Pasuk says, Don't place a seret. Simple and saying a seret is, you shouldn't place a mark, you shouldn't bloodlet on your body. But he says, the, the seret is Rashi Tevis, shmekin. The shit is the shmekin, the smelling of the tobacco. The reish is reicherin, reichedin, to, 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 to smoke. It's called reichin. Yeah. And the test is trinkin. That's drinking too much. He says, Seret, don't make a serita of Shmekin and Rechenin and Trinkin that a person shouldn't bring upon himself. Ah, this is something that we recognize that uh, we can learn from these parashas. And I was thinking in the context of the, of the, um, a little bit of a deeper vart, which I saw, Negea to the, the Siyam of Parshas Nazir and Parshas Saita, that it says, Lama Nisbala Parshas Nazir and Parshas Saita, Laima Lacha, Shakola Raya Saita, Bekukula Yazar Atzmanayayin. When a person sees a Saita in her disarray, then a person should be Mazar himself from Yayin. And that's the reason why Mesechta Saita and Mesechta Nazir were put next to each other. Now we know that you have to be Yazar Atzmanayayin. Doesn't say specifically why dafka wine. The simple understanding is because the wine brings a brings a person astray. But um, we know that on one hand, that yain is really you're allowed to drink wine. In fact, the Gemara tells us that uh, it's not enough that you asked what the Torah asks. You can't add on your extra isurim. So why dafka was yain by the nazir so important? The second thing is, it says bil kilkula. What does it mean when you see the Saita in her disarray or kilkul means in her in her place of being 
uh, literally kilko. I'm not exactly going to translate that right now. Rashi says, like it says in the mission, they used to tear her begadim and they would unrender her, her hair. They would make her take off all her beautiful jewelry and they would turn her into what's called a wrench, so to speak. So we know there's a halacha that you're not allowed to drink wine when you're a nazir. There's a similar halacha which is fine by kohanim. Kohanim are not allowed to drink wine as well because they have to do the avoid and the base amigdash. So the Zara Kodesh yes, Akasha. He says, we see a difference that by Nazir it says you're not allowed to drink not only wine and Shaykhur, but you can't even eat the grapes, the Anoshim Lachim, even the dry grapes, the raisins you can't eat. By Kohanim, the only thing that's prohibited is Yayin and Shaykhur. So why is Nazar prohibited even by the Anavim? Zok de Zaya Kaddish, Uv de Da, Umila Da, Raza Ilayu. This is a tremendous side. And what is it teaching us? Vaha Yediahu Ilana de Chabbe Adam Kadma, Anavim Havim. He says that the Indian of the Nazar has to do with the Chet of Adam Arishan. And let's explain this. The Nazar is a Tikkun of the Chet of Adam Arishan. Other Mauritian ate from the Eitz Adas. What was the Eitz Adas? According to the Zayar, it was Anovim. And the simple understanding is he, he drank the wine and his Tselem Elokim left him. He did, he allowed Taiva to come into him. So he changed his Madrega from being a Madrega of the Adam Hasholim, Yitzir Kapav Shal HaKadosh just for a little bit of wine, for a little bit of grapes. So the Nazir and what we do is by Nazar is we're being misakin the chet of Adam Arishan. And therefore, it's also not only the wine, but also the anofim. Not the same as the Kohen Gadol. Because now we have to act at a higher level. <clears throat> and we have to have what's called precious. This is the Indian of being a Kaddish. Indian of being a Kaddish is becoming on a higher level. So the Nazar teaches us that when we see the site of Kokula, when we see the world in disarray, when we see that the world that follows after Taivas, they're in, 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 in a matzav of nivel, and they are lowering themselves from their tzelem elokim. So what do we have to do? The tikkun is to put on begadim. That means that the, the, what happened there was removal of the begadim. So therefore now we're putting on the begadim. The, uh, the begadim that were put on to Adam and Chava after the chet. So when a person has the ability to be what's called godless Adam, this is truly what the message of the Nazir and the Saita are teaching us. So I think that this is a Gavaldika lesson as we enter into the Shabbos. And uh, we want to be Makadish ourselves in Olam Hazer. How we Makadish ourselves in Olam Hazer, we make Yadorim. We use the meat of Teferis. And I remember that my Rebbeim, they all were involved with this world as well. Rev Moshe Zetzal used to go for walks in the summer. Rabbi Yaakov used to go for swimming, swimming in the, <coughs> and Chazanish was also going swimming, I mentioned in the book. And this teaches us that Klai Yisrael has the Mida Teferis. Chesed, Gvura, Teferis, Kedusha, removal of the Seret, removal of the Shmekin, of the Rechenin, of the Trinkin, becoming an Adam HaSholem, this is as we enter into the third week of the Sphira, as we enter into the parish of Haremah's Kedoshim.
and we emulate the ways of those Kedoshim that gave their lives both in the wars and the, the foundation of the state of Israel and defend us, and those Kedoshim throughout the, the millennium, especially in the Holocaust, who truly Kedoshim and the ones that survived and they created lives for themselves and their families. This is what we have as lessons for us as we prepare ourselves for Matan Torah for the, for the highest levels of Kedush that we'll find all of us and all of Klai Yisrael to a Gevaldik Shabbos and a Gevaldik Aliyah as we get closer to the Yom Tifishwas. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.